I have a prediction that the world of sales is about to be changed forever. And by knowing what to look at and by knowing what predictions to think through, you may have a leg up on the competition that could be exponential and allow you to close way more deals just by thinking through what's going on today. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, today is a good day. Coming to you live from the studio. And I figured I'd put this episode together titled The Time Where Old School Sales Expired. And I don't know at what date you're listening to this episode of the How to Sell Show. I'm recording it in March of 2020. And right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. And this has a lot to do with social predictions. This has a lot to do with the way that people interact. The world of purchasing has been looking for an excuse to rid itself of old school sales. And I don't mean like, you know, the strategies that you learn how to talk to people. I'm talking about pushy sales tactics. I'm talking about the way that sales has been taught since the 1950s. And when you take a look at what's gone down with just the interactions between people, I live in the United States. I live in Sacramento, California, as of today, Uh, going to the grocery store became frightening for a lot of people. There were and have been a lot of people looking for just the basic necessities of life. So whether it be a can of soup, whether it be a loaf of bread, or whether it be a carton of toilet paper, people have looked and said, hey, there are there are things that I had to do and that I had to live through that were basic necessities of life. We're talking just eating food and there was panic and there's been hysteria. And like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't have to buy your product. I don't have to buy your service. It's not a necessity. And a lot of people have reevaluated where they're at, where their standings are in life. And we had a really good economy from like 2012 to 2020, where things grew really well at a rapid pace and the stock market was fantastic and everything was going on. And whatever the future holds may change that significantly or it could climb back up. I'm going to have to guess on predictions. You know, I would like to see it go back to where it was. Uh, Don't know if that's going to happen or not. When people get sick, they're around the flu or this virus that we have right now for the pandemic. People don't want to be touched. You start adding all these equations in, there is a ripple effect that moves forward into the future. There is a way that these incidents and massive incidents influence the way that people make decisions from here on out. So we're going to combine a few things for you. One, there's the pandemic. Two, there's the panic. Three, there is the fear of not having basic necessities. And four, there's the fear of people not wanting to be touched or be near salespeople. And when you combine all these things, salespeople just lost whatever footing they did using old school tactics. If someone's going to come to my place of business or I'm going to go to their house or I'm going to go somewhere online, 
a lot of this hyperbole and a lot of the hype has just lost its place. People just don't believe it anymore. They're like, well, you know, I lived through this episode of my life where I had to choose between food, water, bottles of water, and toilet paper. I don't need your product or service. And so it's going to, in my mind, slow down the buying process for people. For other people, they may just not care and they may go about their life and make purchases the way that they used to make purchases before. But the salespeople who solely rely on pressure to close deals have just lost their ability to close sales for a good majority of the deals that they close. Let's say that they had a 50% closing rate. The people who just rely solely on pressure, it'll probably drop down to a 25. And this is probably something that's going to go out into the future. It's not going to be immediate. It's not going to be like, Scott, you said on this date that it was going to fail 100% completely. I'm just saying that this is where the expiration date on the can is like, yeah, you know, you probably shouldn't be eating whatever is inside of this at this point anymore. And if you're relying on old school sales and only relying on pressure and tie downs and the old ways that things were taught, it was very tough for a lot of salespeople to sell that way before. And there's probably some really good salespeople who close some deals and like, Scott, I'm the exception to the rule. Okay, good. There's probably some exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, it's gone. The, the quick discount, the quick price match, that's going to become a problem for people too, because there's a believability issue. Once you see how something's made, it changes the way that you interact with that belief. Once you see how your life could change overnight, you know, you can go from the president giving a speech on March 11th where everything seems fine to like, you know, go back inside of your home to people lining up at eight o'clock in the morning at a grocery store and getting cartons of, of toilet paper. It changes the way that people view things and it changes the way that, that things are done. So I know, I understand. You're like, hey, Scott, what can I do? Well, first and foremost, you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to learn patience. This has the ability to change the way that people make purchases, and it may draw out the, the buying cycle. Not for everybody, but for some people. And in the fractions is where you can close more deals. There's plenty of salespeople who can th close 30%. There's people out there who can close 35 Some people can close 40 a smaller group of people can close 50. And as as you start getting to a higher number on a closing rate, you start dealing with fractions. How do I learn how to deal with this group of people? How do I learn how to do deal with this type of buyer? And, you know, I will let you know that about 30% roughly is a rapport sale. Oh, you like football? I like football. You like the ocean? I like the ocean. You like to breathe? I like to breathe. That's roughly about a 30% close. And as you start increasing your closing rate, you have to learn how to deal with the different fractions. Different fractions could be a difficult client. Different fractions could be a certain type of objection. Different fractions could be cost of a product or service or the way that it's sold or the distribution to market. You're going to have to learn to leverage technology. This is going to mean that you can show your expertise from a distance. And this is why I'm a huge fan of you building some content online, uh, starting with a couple of frequently asked question articles or should ask question articles or common mistakes made or a couple of videos. I'm not talking go crazy town. You can, if you got the time, you know, maybe you've got a couple of days because you're out of work sick. But one of the things for you to do is to build your online portfolio of content to show that you're an expert, to show that you could be found. Somebody says, I want to hear about your product. You're like, great. Here's a couple of articles I written. Hey, I want to see what your product is here. Here's an explainer video. Hey, I want to hear about what you have to do. I have a couple of episodes on a podcast. I'm not saying you have to go crazy. 
I happen to have 2,500 YouTube videos, not because I put them up in a day, but because I put them up over six years. I've got 100 episodes uh, roughly of this podcast, not because I put them up in a day, it's because I put them up over time. When my website was up, I had over 400 articles on my website. And it wasn't because it all happened in a day, it happened over time. And for you, that means that, you know, you might have to give up some, some time hanging out with some friends. And that means for you, you may have to learn how to start sending out this content to people and be willing to look silly, look dumb, and take criticism when you put this information out. You know, reaching out for technology means that you're going to have to learn how to do chat, email, video message, and video conferencing. The thing for you is to start making those changes right now while you can. You know, start learning some of these platforms where you can. There's there's companies out there that have all sorts of learning platforms that will teach you how to do chat, how to do email, how to do video messages, how to do video conferencing. And your learning curve, the more you get used to it, becomes faster. The first time you're like, oh my goodness, this product, this way of me putting information out, it's kind of clunky. You're going to have to test some of the stuff before you reach out to a buyer or to a client. When you take a look at personal interactions between people, start looking for when people become impatient. Just in general, I've noticed that people are a lot more impatient. They want things to be done faster. From a marketing standpoint, let's say that you, you want to look up microphones because that's what's right in front of me right now. You want to look up a microphone and you go to a search engine and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a microphone for a podcast. The slower that a page loads, the more you're penalized. Because what the search engines have found is the longer the load takes to happen on a website, the more likely somebody is going to jump off from making a purchase and go somewhere else. Of today's standards, today's standards is three seconds, 2001, 2002, 2003. And for every quarter second after that, people lose 30% of their traffic. So for somebody, when you figure out the fractions on that and you say 30% of 30% of 30%, people lose out huge over seconds. When you go out in public and somebody takes a couple extra uh, seconds to get their, their credit card out to pay a bill, when people go and make a turn at a red light, sometimes people will honk and say, you're taking too long. Well, start paying attention in your presentation where you're losing buyers. Because my belief is, after all of this happening, is that curve, people will be patient to an extent, but they're going to say, hey, get to the point, what do you have to offer? They don't really want to hang out forever and talk and chat. They might they might if a quarantine happens for a long time. This pandemic, in my mind, has the ability to reshape the way that we look at sales, has the ability to reshape the way that we look at business. If you're just thinking about this and you're taking a look at it and you're saying, okay, I like what Scott says, but what if it's not 100% accurate? Okay, what if it's not 100% accurate? What if I'm not exactly dead on perfect with my information? What if I'm about 50%? At least you got a head start. At least you were paying attention. Every other salesperson is going to be sweating and going like, hey, the economy's changed. I've got a problem. Buyers have changed. Why has it happened? So my challenge for you is come up with your own beliefs, right? Test them against what I have to say. Test them and look and say, hey, how much of this is what Scott's saying is accurate versus how much what I think is going to happen? But if you bury your head in the sand and say nothing's going to change, that's going to be my challenge. Somewhere between nothing changing and what I said is going to be the actual truth. Somewhere in there is going to be 25% happens, 50% happens, 75% happens. What if it goes crazy and wild and what I see isn't enough and it goes further? 
What if people just totally change their buying habits 100%, even more so than I than what my prediction is? At least you've, you've taken a couple minutes and thought about it. At least you said, hey, I put 10 or 15 minutes today to, to looking at something and saying, what if? What if this changes? What do I do about it? Well, you start thinking about how do, how do I prepare? Just for a couple minutes a day, how could I prepare? Is it possible for me to create some content? Could I make a frequently asked question list, a should ask question list? You know, a most common mistake that buyers make, buyer's guide. Like there's only three pieces of content right there. It doesn't take much time to come up with it. You can go to all your competitors' website and get their frequently asked questions. You know the frequently asked questions you get inside of a presentation. You know the questions the buyer should be asking. And you know all the common mistakes that your industry makes. You probably have 30 points of information right there. And if you broke it up into videos, that's 30 videos. If you did recordings, that's two, three audio recordings at like 10 or 15 minutes each with no pitching. And that's the key. This is where salespeople screw this up a lot. They build content and it's pitch fest. You got to buy today. And I'm going to let you know that at some point, that fake hypeness in sales, if you got to buy today, that's only good for today, that's going to, that'll only last for so long. So watch what you're doing in your own life and watch what other salespeople do when you're out making purchases. See how other salespeople interact. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.